up y'all i'm jay and i'm jazz and this is the salt podcast saved and living transparent we're just a couple of millennial christians navigating life while also trying to live right here we get real yeah righteous about culture current events and the church as believers we're called to be the salt of the earth so you know we got to give this world just a little bit of flavor Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Salt Podcast, Saved and Living Transparent. Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 14 says, You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It will be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Welcome back, Salt Podcast family. We are back with another episode, brand new episode this week. Um, We are so excited to be um, here again recording. I love podcasting, as I've said many, many times before. Um, It just gives us another platform to talk about God and some of the stuff that we go through um, as young people. But we're excited. We got a brand new episode here today that um, I think will be very, very helpful and (laughs) will be a little bit entertaining. Um, hopefully, it'll, it'll give you a little bit of laughter and <laughs> just something to kind of keep you going through your week. Um, but, Jay, go ahead and uh, tell us how your week how your week was this past week and how have things been going for you? Well, hello, y'all. I hope y'all are doing good. Um, so, for me, yeah, my life is pretty boring. But that's okay because I ain't got no drama, okay? Uh I this past weekend or not the weekend that we're currently recording on, but the prior one, I was able to babysit my nephew. Um, He is one. I'm not into all the months, but if you are, he's 18 months. Um, But anyway, he is sweet as can be. He is a busy bee. He the types I had bought him like blocks and stuff to play with. Right. And I mean, he building the blocks, he knocking them down, throwing them. Like putting his hand in like the cup and like walking around as if that's his hand. Like he was just doing, he was a busybody, dragging a cup around the floor. Like he was, he was back and forth. Like he was really doing something. Um, And he's so smart, y'all. This little boy, I'm in the kitchen cooking. And he laughing, walking up to me with the block, looking at me. And he throws it at me. And he hits me. Sure, I I sure did hit him back. (laughs) I sure did. They love Um, throwing stuff. He loved, but he got a good arm now, y'all. He hit me about three times, three separate occasions. He got a good, <laughs> good arm on him. But um, anyway, that's that's my baby, um, Zion. That's my baby. Um, and then um, I finished up. I will be finishing up my internship in a couple of weeks, so I'm excited about that. I've definitely, um, if you are new or haven't been in the know of, you skip over our check ins. <laughs> I uh, started an internship um, with the Tennessee Hospital Association, and basically they place uh, a cohort of students in various hospitals throughout Tennessee um, to get a greater understanding of healthcare administration and explore that. And so you get to shadow executives and um, C suite level um, individuals and um, kind of shadow in different departments as well of the hospital and learn how they run and function and how what what it, what it takes to run as a business for a hospital because even if they're for-profit non-profit whatever it's a business okay um and so I've learned a lot uh both professionally and personally um and so I was just very fortunate to have this opportunity they only select about 12 individuals and it's pretty prestigious so I was just honored and uh, appreciated the opportunity 
Um, uh, outside of that, in my personal life, I think I've mentioned I've really made uh, strong efforts to really reflect my value in health as a um, public health leader, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say future, but that degree coming. So the MPH is coming. So might as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> so I've been very, I've been very proud of myself with being consistent in the gym. And within the last month, really uh, kind of uh, focusing on my diet and making some changes within that. Um, and, but right, within right. the gym, like I said, I've been pretty, really consistent in that. I'm very proud of myself, but I like got this new thing where I'm trying to try one new piece of equipment or something like that each like week. Sometimes, you know, change is slow. So I'm going to just try one new piece of equipment or maybe a new exercise that I incorporate that week or whatever, just to try it out. Because sometimes you get a little shy when you see all them gym rats and they bulked up and built up and they know what they're doing. But yeah. y'all ain't going to lie. I'm not ashamed. I ask for help. Like I'm cool with most of the the, the um, people that work at my gym. And so I'm like, hey, Nick, or hey, you know, whoever, you know, can you show me how to use this? <laughs> I had a, a moment like that. I was so embarrassed, y'all. I did not know how to use whatever that machine was. But, you know, he was so kind and he helped me out and showed me what to do. So, yeah, I am seeing um, results, you know, slowly but surely. And that's what I want because, you know, uh, I know it's it's more sustainable and, and um, you know, I'm really making a commitment to make a life change. This ain't just... Jayla trying to get a summer body. This is mm-hmm. me making sure that I'm practicing what I preach um, yeah. as an individual and as a professional. Um, and in general, our bodies are, you know, we know that our bodies are a temple and we are stewards of our body. This is not our own. And so to carry out the work in which God wants me to do, I got to be here for the long haul. I got to right. be able to physically mentally, emotionally, you know, do what he's called me to do. And so that starts with uh, making sure I'm I'm taking a dive into looking at all aspects of wellness and I'm I'm doing setting goals and and doing something in each. But enough about me. How are you, Jazz? What's up? I'm doing well. I'm excited for the upcoming week. Um, My last, this past week, as we finish up and congratulations on the, um, the new health journey. And I know you've been um, being you're you've been in the gym for a while and trying to get your nutrition on. Um, you know you're doing well with that and getting on the right foot. And so I applaud you for that because a lot of people, um, they really struggle with that to build some consistency. So, um, kudos to you for keeping to for staying with it and not um, being discouraged. Um, my prayers that everybody gets on a some type of workout plan and and learns to eat um eat more healthier and things of that nature. But I'm very excited for this next week. I'm also, um, my first week back at work was this past week as, cause we recorded on Sundays. Um, but it was, it was good. It was very tiring as my doctor already had pointed out. She was like, when you go back to work, you're probably going to be really tired. But, um, you know, I pray and I ask God like, Lord, just continue to give me energy, give me strength. And I made it through. Um, thank God. But it was good just getting back into the swing of things, working with students um, during uh, during Bama Bound. Y'all, we have made it to the end, literally, like after two months of Bama Bound orientation. If y'all know any of my higher education people out there, summer orientation be a beast. Um, we have gotten to the very end. We have two more sessions in August. Literally the 16th and 17th of August, those will be our last sessions. They're normally our biggest ones because people wait to the last minute to decide they're going, they're coming to UA. And so they're like, hey, I need some classes and there's no classes left. But hey, um, we're going to find them some stuff and they're going to get to full time hours. So 
we're going to make it work. But we're ecstatic because we're at the pretty much towards the tail end of summer orientation. So we're wrapping up on that. I really, really wanted to take a beach beach trip in August, early August before I like not I go back to work, but before uh, classes start and I start my doctoral classes again. But to be honest, with my schedule and how, um, you know, just friends and family all have things to do. Nobody's going to be able to go with me. So I'm not really a solo traveler as much, but I think I'm just going to wait until a few a few more months down the road and see if I can take off a few days and go somewhere and just chill. But I was able to rest and recover at home. I had a great recovery. So that was great. But I'm looking forward to this week and all that God has in store um, just on my job and things that I'm doing. Um, again, season four, that this is the season we're currently doing right now for our podcast. So all of my OG listeners, you know that our theme is called Everything New. So just like we say every episode, we are encouraging everyone to walk in the newness of Christ and to consider changing your perspectives of how things should be done in your lives. What is God's plan and purpose for your life? Um, whatever he thinks, whatever he says, whatever is in his word is truly better than what we could ever think, feel, or imagine. You know, we can't trust our own emotions or feelings with the way that we live. It's ultimately what he says about our lives that we should govern ourselves by. Um, our transformation in Christ is day to day. We have to be intentional about Christ every single day. Every single day we wake up, we have to be intentional about obeying God. Forget what you knew before. Before you picked up your cross, you know, once you get saved, if you've been in the game for a minute, as we always say, keep following Christ and do what he tells you to do. Um, And he wants to do a new thing in your life. So continue to have that new perspective as you go through your Christian journey. And also last episode, um, as we always do, we like to do an episode recap. So our last episode, if you did not listen to it, was called Dating and Waiting. We had a great time on this episode. And quite frankly, it's I'm probably going to go ahead and tell y'all it's going to be a part two. We've we've even discussed a part three. We don't know yet. God is really just, he gives us stuff and like, it's not, it's not, uh, we don't have enough room to put it in one episode, I guess. So he be giving us stuff, y'all. So we may, it may be a part two or part three. Who knows? May have a special guest. Um, But basically that um, episode was saying that God's way of dating is vastly, vastly different from society and culture. Culture says to date and get to know someone and have sex with them to see how sexually compatible you are with them before marriage. But God's way of dating is, or God's way of sex or whatever is, um, you date with purpose and you wait until you're married to engage in sexual intimacy with someone. So we really dive deep, we dove deeper into that and um, talked about a lot of things. Um, We even talked about masturbation, touched a little bit on pornography, things of that nature. And then Jay kind of wrapped us up with giving us tips for fleeing sexual temptation and fighting against it. So that was actually one of my favorite episodes that we have recorded to date. So if you have not listened to the episode yet, please feel free to stop this episode and go back and listen to the other one. Um, Because it was a great conversation, y'all. Like we really, really tried our best to get scriptures and um, be transparent about what we've dealt with, with lust and temptation and all the things. So Make sure you take a listen to that and let us know what you think on social media um, and, you know, tell us if you liked it or not. But with that being said, let's kind of transition into our main discussion where we'll talk about our main topic for today. (laughs) 
All right, guys, we are back with our main discussion. We are so <laughs> we're excited, but we're also I'm kind of laughing to myself because the <laughs> the topic is not funny. It's a very serious topic, but we're also going to talk about some very entertaining things along with it. But our topic for this episode is called lying, deception and self-indulgence. OK, so I think in the body of Christ as Christians, Collectively, we struggle with this in all different types of ways. Um, You may lie, you know, may tell a little, as they say, a little white lie. You may tell an even bigger lie, you know, to somebody you love or um, somebody that's in authority over you or what have you. You know, and we know that lying is just simply not telling the truth. That's basically what it is. You're deceiving people. You're making them, you're leading them to believe something that is not true. And then the word self-indulgence. Uh, For those that don't know what that word means, it simply means and you have to kind of take the word self-indulgent and look at that definition first. That basically means um, it's characterized by doing or tending to do exactly what one wants, especially when this involves pleasure or idleness. Okay, so that's self-indulgent. Self-indulgence is the quality of being self-indulgent. So we look at that word. Self-indulgent is like literally all about myself. I'm doing what I feel like I need to do, whatever I feel like is right. Um, I'm pleasing myself, whatever I feel like is right and whatever I desire to do, I'm going to do it. And so this kind of ties into what we talked about in our la- on our last episode with dating and waiting, because in this world, I mean, not just with sex, it could be with anything. People are really out here doing what they feel like, what their desires are telling them to do. And they're very self-indulgent. It's just how our society and culture is as a whole. And so on this, you know, topic for this topic on this episode, talking about lying, deception and self-indulgence. So our main scripture is Psalms chapter 101, verse seven. And this is coming from the NIV version. It says no one will practice. No one who practices deceit will dwell in my house. No one who speaks falsely will stand in my presence. So we know that God, um, he hates liars. You know, the devil is a liar. The Bible calls him the father of of lies. Literally, he can't tell the truth. He's not capable. Um, And we know that God is the way, the truth and the life. So we can trust God. We can trust his word. He's very trustworthy. But the devil, the enemy, we can't trust anything that he says. And so a lot of times in our lives, you know, things may happen in our lives, situ- situations may occur and we practice deceit and we lie about things and we that hurts people around us and we speak falsely about things. And God is not pleased with that. But on this episode, y'all know we had to throw in a little bit of humor. <laughs> we all know as it, you know, as it stands, we know about the Carly Russell situation. Now, y'all, just for food for thought, I have. Um, my cousin and his wife, I saw them yesterday. <laughs> and one of the things, and I met with them because they came into town to see our grandparents before they went back, went to Georgia to have their baby shower. But I was talking to them and they were asking me about the Carly Russell situation. They were like, how do you, you know, what do you think about this and all of that? And I'm just like, wow, I never thought in a million years Birmingham would be put on the map from this one girl situation. <laughs> And it's not a good thing, obviously, but everybody knows it's on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. Um, 
And we just, we're going to talk a little bit about it. It's not, we're not going to use this whole time in this episode to talk about the situation, but it's going to lead us into our discussion today. Um, Jay, can you kind of break down what <laughs> this whole Carly, Carly situation is if you've been living under a rock for a minute and you don't really know what we're talking about because the people, people need to know. Yes, girl. So in its most basic form, uh, Carly <laughs> Russell was a young lady um, from Hoover, Alabama, came from a two-parent, pretty fl- fluent household. I actually, uh, she attended Spain Park High School um, and she is, uh, I believe, a nursing student was was one report I said, mm-hmm. and she was working at a spa um, about a week ago, I think on July 17th, 18th, we'll yeah. say a Tuesday or Wednesday, um, she was reported to be missing. Uh, flyers were made, posts were made. Um, what we know is on that, the, the prior night before, I think it was a, we're going to say it's a Tuesday night, to, a night at around, right. o'clock, yeah. at around nine o'clock, around nine o'clock, she called 911, reported that she saw a child on the freeway. This was 459. Um, and she saw a child, so she reported to 911. She then called uh, what was in the news report originally described as a family member telling them about the situation. Um, the family member heard Carly asking the child if they were okay. Family member didn't hear the child respond anything back. And then she heard a scream and uh, Carly's red Mercedes was found on the side of the road with her Apple watch phone, wig and hat. Um, she <laughs> that I'm for real. And so flyers were made. People were saying, if you see Carly at gas stations, bathrooms, whatever, it was believed that the, the, the original thought was, the child was used, you know, to bait her or bait someone. And she right. was ultimately kidnapped. Okay. Um, well, about 72 hours later, uh, was it three or two days later? Three yeah. or two days later, uh, the report came out that Carly was found, that she showed she came home and that she was at UAB for evaluation. Well, details came out even further later on that she had shown up to the house. And so people are like, okay, was she dropped off? What happened? Did she run? And so CNN, I believe it was CNN, one news report had uh, basically an expert talk about the fact that her behavior was inconsistent of that of a usual kidnap victim. The fact that she went home, that she did not go to just anybody for help. She didn't, you know, normally kidnap victims that escape, go to whatever resource they have, Mm -hmm. um, knock on doors, go to whatever. They're just trying to find help wherever they can. They normally don't go home. Right. So that was the initial eyebrow raise. There were already skeptics when she first went missing. Some people already felt like there was some fishy in the water anyway. Um, <laughs> you know, and so ultimately this past week, it did come out. Hoover PD released a statement um, that they did uh, in, uh, interview Carly and they got it. Let me back up. Before that, her parents did go on, I think, Good Morning America mm-hmm. and did say that, you know, uh, their daughter said this happened. And when she came home, she was so like, you know, clearly not well that they took her to UAB. Okay, then some da- this past week, Hoover PD um, did give a report that they had interviewed Carly and they gave the story in which she they reported on the story she gave them. They also reported some, um, I would say, damning information mm-hmm. about her search history from her phone, personal laptop and work laptop. Um, things such as how to steal from a cash register and get away with it. Something of the nature of how old, do you, you know, how old. Do you have to be for Amber Alert? Can you pay for an Amber Alert? <laughs> um, she also watched the movie Taken. Um, 
or, or rented it or something like that. Yeah. And so that came out. Others also <clears throat> apparently from her job reported that she had stole tissue and a robe the night before she worked at a spa, I think off of 280. Um, and so many people were, were from that point saying, yeah, this was fake. You know, this clearly seems as if this was premeditated, well thought through and, and a hoax. Um, and so people were demanding uh, that God give them their prayer back, <laughs> um, that that was a waste of breath, um, that she should, you know, uh, get some sort of punishment for the uh, resources that were used. Obviously, these were detectives and people's money and time spent, you know, looking for her. Uh, even Anaya Blanchard, the young lady that was actually kidnapped and killed from mm -hmm. Auburn, Alabama, her mother came up to help search for Carly. Um, and I I heard uh, her uh she has uh, a condition that flared up after she was searching for Carly. I did not know that. I didn't. I don't know how true. Lupus. She. Uh, really? I believe she has lupus and it started okay. to flare up. And she gave a statement saying that she just she's going to take it easy and not kind of get so involved with other people's wow. uh, search parties. Don't know how true that is, but that is mm. a report I did hear that she, her lupus flared up. Um, regardless, this was a situation in which the evidence points to that her claims of kidnap may not be so true. Right. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it, you did a great job of explaining it. <laughs> it was a long explanation. Yeah, it's just been an interesting time to be from Birmingham or in Birmingham. Uh, everybody, everybody got an opinion. Even before the police gave their statement, there were people all on TikTok with their conspiracy theories. And there were people definitely within Carla. Like, I, I, I don't think I mentioned this. I went to Spain Park High School. I, I was not friends with her. I don't know her. I remember her face. I, mm -hmm. I, I know walking past her. My older brother did track with her, knew her. So like, that's, I, I know her in passing. I would, I would dare not say I just knew her as a friend. Even at, even before this all happened, I didn't know the girl. Um, from what I recall, I, I didn't hear anybody having any problems with her. So I'm just like, oh, wow, um, this this seems left field. But you never know the people you you grow up with, who they become as an adult and what leads them to make the decisions they make. Um, That's true. I think at this point, again, nobody thinks this was real. And so I think a lot of us are just wondering, why do we, girl? Um, and there are speculation. There are, there are things people are saying. I don't know until I hear it coming out the car, coming out of Carly's mouth, the Hoover PD. That's yeah. when I understand the rationale. Um, but what are your thoughts, Jess? <laughs> That's the facts. Well, my mom. Before I get into anything, my mom um, and I told Jay this a couple of days ago. But my mom was one of the first people who said on that first day, "Some ain't right with this. I'm just not." I don't know. I'm just not believing it. Like it's something off with this story. Something seems off. Some something doesn't seem right. And I told her, I said, yeah, it feels this. I feel the same. But my heart also went out to her. So I was praying, asking God to um, bring her back home safe and sound. This, that and the third praying for her family like many of us were. But I think as we got more and more information about her and like, like we all say, we're just going based off the reports that are coming out, social media, this, that, and the third. I think a lot of people are slandering her um, via social media. I get it, but we also got to be a little bit more cognizant and more aware of people's feelings and that we're all flawed individuals. Like in a, in a sense, we all could, do, we we all are capable of doing something like this. Let's just be honest. Like, are we going to do it? 
Most of us probably not, but we're very, very capable of doing anything. We're flawed individuals. And that's why we need God. That's why we need his presence. That's why we need to have a relationship with him for real, for real, is because Mm -hmm. any of us can lie. Any one of us can deceive and, and make people think something that really didn't happen. And so even though it was kind of a funny situation, it led me and Jay to want to discuss this topic more about what drives people to lie and to be deceptive because lying can truly destroy lives. It can destroy your life, you know, and the enemy uses lies that tactic. Like we said before, he's the father of lies. And so he's incapable of telling the truth, whether that is, you know, you believe in the lies that the enemy is telling you in your mind, or you're believing lies that someone told you growing up that isn't conducive to what God has called you to be. All of that Mm -hmm. is contrary to God's word. And so all that can really destroy you. It could destroy your life, your 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 mind, your spirit. And Jay, you wanted to say something? Yeah, I was just going to mention that there are various type of lies. Sometimes it's not just you like it. Like we said, it's a line can be a bold face lie where you're literally girl. Yeah, I I, um you know, tackled a police officer and had to arrest whatever. Just a made up fabricated made up unnecessary lie. lie. But a bold-faced lie. There's also, you know, lying by omission. So if you, you know, give half information, you you intentionally leave information out, that is a form of lying. Half truth, giving a half truth. So I tell you a, a little bit of the truth, but I throw a little couple lies in there for razzle-dazzle. That's still <laughs> lying. That's a form <laughs> of lying. Right. Um, so like if you, you know, you got in trouble with your parents and you tell them, well, yeah, I went, I was just at um Kelly House and yeah, then I came home, but you left out the fact. So that was the truth that you did go to Kelly House, but you ain't telling what time you left and that you went over old buddy house, you know? So exactly even have truth. You know, you can also do disinformation where you are giving information in which to misinform people, deceive people, deception as well. Normally deception is associated with you doing it with the intent of getting some kind of gain out of it. And we'll go in more detail about some of these, but these are different forms of lying. And cause sometimes we think, well, I don't, I don't lie. I just, you know, I tell it how it is. Yeah. But sometimes you leave out the truth or sometimes you don't tell the entire story, you know? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we think we're holier than thou or we're better than someone. Um, and, and just how you said, Jazz, lying can even be li- lying can be also accepting lies that the devil tells you mm-hmm. like you're accepting that lie. So in that same way that you are lying to yourself that, OK, I'm not smart enough or uh-uh, I can't do this. Uh-uh, I don't have the energy. I'm too old, whatever. That's a lie that you fed into and you're not repeating to yourself in which God didn't tell you. So that's a lie, you know. Exactly. And I think this situation is showing, again, that anybody is capable of anything, but also that Carly, and I know a lot of people are for this and against this, but everybody needs, you know, God desires for us to have a sound mind. And so we need to pray and intercede on her behalf that whatever she's going on, because I think, you know, she's a little bit, you know, something's going on mentally that we need to pray against and like pray for her and not, I know people are angry. I know people are upset. Um, I know I heard and I forgot who it was, but it's, it's a lady that lives in their neighborhood um, over there in Hoover. Um, actually not too far from where I stay, but they, they came together as a neighborhood to kind of help, you know, Carly's parents to try to find her, to give her resources. I mean, someone even offered 
A couple people in the neighborhood even offered to pay for her meals for weeks on end. They were giving money. And one lady said, I want my money back. Everything that I gave you, like, I want it back. Like, this is crazy. Um, we tried to help y'all out of the goodness of our hearts. We wanted to do this for y'all. And she was just playing around, you know, whether it was because of her boyfriend. I think that's what a lot of people said. You know, she wanted to get the attention. Carly wanted to get the attention of her boyfriend and do this and that. And they found some old tweets from her and different things. But we have to pray that she has a sound mind after all this and she's able to get the help that she needs because there's a reason why she did this. It could be a lie that she was feeding into from the enemy that made her do something like this. You just never know um, what her, what the motivating factor was behind it. And so we also want to touch on um, the thought of self-indulgence. And so we we talked about this last episode, but when we do things that only that only fits like how we feel like our desires we're very much so just it's almost like that self-liberating thing and we've talked about it before like in our culture people do what they they want to do and what they feel like doing and for for Carly I think it was all in self-gain it was all about her is what she wanted at least that's what it seems like based off the police reports and things that we've gotten the information but it seems like she were she was in it because of self and she wasn't producing any good fruit from that. I know a lot of times you may think you're getting away with something, but God sees, he knows all. Um, and you're sowing bad seeds. I mean, the Bible says that, you know, you reap what you sow, you know? And if you're re- if you're sowing deceptive, you know, um, false seeds or whatever, you know, you're saying things, you're believing things, you're going to produce bad fruit, and we've been talking about, I, f- I almost feel like the thing for the season should be the fruits of the spirit because we've been talking about the fruit of the spirit almost every episode, it seems like, that keeps coming up. But we have to be men and women of integrity. Integrity. What's mm-hmm. done in the dark will always come to the light. God always will find out. It's just going to come up. So don't don't even, don't even do it. You know, don't be deceptive. Don't be decep- deceptive. And I also found a scripture, it says, Uh, Proverbs chapter 14, verse 25, it says a truthful witness saves lives, but one who breathes out lies is deceitful. Okay, a truthful witness saves lives. God's word is the truth. He operates in truth like there's no lie in him. So as Christians, we have to know how to operate in what is true and what we know is true. One being the word of God and one being Jesus Christ. And so we have to continue to pray for one another and know that we have to be people of integrity. And this stuff, you just, there's no reason to, especially something like this, y'all, it's just unnecessary, this kind of situation. And based on that scripture, I think what came to my mind was almost literal when I think about our roles as a witness for Jesus. Mm -hmm. So the scripture says our, our witness will save lives, right? Um, when we lie or deceive people or have that reputation as a, you know, habitual lie or pathological lie, or people just can't trust you, you are damaging your witness. And there are people's lives literally attached to yours, attached to your obedience, attached to your destiny, attached to your destiny, excuse me. And so when you are not a person of integrity, you can literally affect other people's lives that you were meant to touch, that you were meant people in which you were meant to minister to. That's true. So I think about that in a literal sense is we being witnesses of Christ and his goodness 
that we are literally affecting other people because our our walk, our witness can be damaged. Yes. And it, it brought to my my remembrance. We talked about this before, but even in a church setting and we have, you know, people that don't like going to church or they've, they've kind of been church hoppers, as we like to call it, because the ministry that they're in or the authority that they're under, whether it be a pastor, um, an apostle, a bishop, whoever, they are people that lie and deceive, whether it's they sleeping with somebody that's not their wife or they are leading the the congregation astray, taking um, taking finances, taking money from the, the church, anything. All of that goes into that idea of deception. And that leads people astray. And that allows people to say, hey, I don't want to even be a part of this ministry anymore. I don't want to follow this man of God anymore. And I mean, it negates every good thing that you've ever done. When you do stuff like this, it literally negates all the good. You may have given you know, many, many good sermons and had a good word and God may have given you things. But as soon as you you tell those lies and you become deceptive to people, people really don't. I mean, in hindsight, we're supposed to forgive people, but people are so unforgiving. And so as people of God, we have to be like you said, we have to be truthful witnesses of who God is and what he's doing in our lives and not even just in the walls of the church as we're walking out our daily lives. We have to be people of the truth. We cannot separate Jesus and the truth. They coincide with each other. It's literally like it's a byproduct of living for God. You're going to tell the truth. You're going to live. You're going to walk in what the word says. I mean, it's just we know that the word of God is the truth. We know Jesus is the truth. So when we begin to walk out this thing called life, it comes with it. It's a byproduct of our fruitfulness as we, you know, as we journey through our um as we journey through this Christian life. And so we took the time out to to give like five different ways of deceiving. And so, of course, as we always say on our show, we did not create this. We did not make this up. <laughs> um, and we're gonna give, you know, credit where credit is due. But we got this um some of these different ways of deceiving from um her name name is Nancy DeMoss. And I can't pronounce her her last name, but um, it's from reviveourhearts.com. And we were doing some research on this topic of deception, self-indulgence, lying, not telling the truth, things of that nature. And so this was one of the things that came up kind of in our research. And we was like, OK, this will be great. So we decided to talk about these five ways of deceiving. So number one, lying. This is one thing that we've been talking about already. So in Proverbs chapter 12, excuse me, Proverbs chapter 12, verse 22, it says the Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in men who are truthful. Again, we talk about it again. You have to be a truthful witness. God and the truth, Jesus and the truth, they coincide. You can't take one from the other. Okay. So we know lying by definition is not telling the truth, very false statements, untruthfulness, just not telling the truth whatsoever. So as people of God, we have to learn how to live up to the expectation of always being truthful and walking in the, again, walking in the newness of Christ. This is not something that we do by nature. As as fleshly hu- human beings, it's easy to lie. I mean, I don't know about you, Jay, but it's it's easy to tell even the smallest of lies to get somebody to believe, especially, especially if you're not living um, 
like you're supposed to live. And you want people to, you want to keep this facade up to people to make it seem like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. It's easy to keep this facade up. It's easy to tell people, hey, I'm doing this, but you really ain't doing this. Or it's it's easy to have your your words and your actions not match up. It's so easy to do that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, along with this, you know, a lot of times we lie not only to ourselves in that we believe we're higher than we're better than someone. And I'm not going to lie. Y'all I've been guilty of that. I'm like, God, I ain't, I ain't smoking. I ain't doing all this. I ain't, ain't out in the like, streets. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm a little bit better than just, you know, whatever. Like you mm-hmm. feel you high and mighty, but God has to humble you and be like, you ain't arrived at it. And we have to realize on topic, but a little off. Um, but Sin in God's eye is on the same level. Sometimes yeah. we lo- we love as humans to magnify and minimize and, well, you know, that person is is sleeping around. So that's real big. But, you know, I just have a little unforgiveness in my heart and we want to make things big and small in God's eye. But it's sin is sin. So exactly. um, sometimes we lie to ourselves in that sense that we think we're better than someone. Um, I think also, let's not forget, we lie to God. And I had to check myself on this recently, yes. especially in the last few months um lying in the sense that i'm like singing these praises and god i trust you god i love you god i you know you are my all you you lead and guide me um you know i trust you god but then i'm stressing and having anxiety attacks because i don't trust him really i'm not walking in that trust so i'm lying to myself i'm lying to him really but lying to god that saying you know we're only giving him lip service i trust you with my mouth but my actions are different and i had to kind of come to myself and like re re get myself back on track let me say with okay this is how you walk and trust in god yeah it looks it should look like this not like this is the fruit that should come from that i shouldn't be having anxiety attacks and stressing and crying and tripping and oh my god you know that's not walking in faith you know that's not trusting god and so sometimes like i said we we can lie to god himself or we lie to him in the sense that well i, I might wait on it but now nah, let me go, <laughs> go ahead. sometimes we lie in the sense that we we don't we don't give him our burdens. We lie in the sense that we want to come to God as if we have it all together. We don't bring him all of our problems. We don't that bring him so all true. of our baggage. Yes. Um. Even though so he true. knows you might be struggling with something mentally, emotionally, whatever in your, in your private life or whatever, you're struggling with something, but we want to come to God as if God, Oh Lord of mighty, you're so good. And da, da, da. but God really wants He wants that personal relationship. He wants you to be like, God, I am stressed. God, I am battling this. You know, I'm feeling some type of way. I met this dude and I really kind of want to sleep with him. God, yeah. sexual temptation. Like he really wants you to be real with him. Mm-hmm. And so in that same way, we can lie to God in that sense of not bringing him all of our burdens, all of the things that are bothering us. And, and in that, you're able to have that relationship with him, you know, that level of vulnerability. If you let's think about this on a practical level. If you yeah. met a friend and all of y'all conversations were surface level and every time you ask each other, oh, yeah, I'm doing good. Oh, yeah, we're good. good. You would think y'all have the most just, you Perfect know, polished, reg, regular, regular relationship, but mm-hmm. you wouldn't feel any deep connection. You know, you haven't, you know, they haven't been able to be vulnerable with you. That they haven't so opened good. up. And so so you would be like, well, that's just a friend. Maybe, you know, whatever you, you know, where that relationship would stand, but you know, you wouldn't have a deep connection with that person. Right. In the same way, God wants that deep connection with us. So we have to be willing to be open and honest with God and and not lie to him and act like everything is perfect. Like he knows it's not. So just open up, just talk, just talk to him. Why are you crying, girl? Don't be looking. I'm not crying. (laughs) I'm laughing because man, like, (laughs) You just really put like you spoke so much truth in it. Oh my gosh. 
we really do lie to God without just with our actions. Yeah. What you did just described is us not having trust in God. Yeah. Which is sin. Which I, I don't I don't think people realize that because like you said, we only point out the big sins. Oh, that person's going through homosexuality. Oh, you know, they slept with this person. We love glorifying, I mean, just, you know, talking about fornication and homosexual people and this and that. But I'm like, but we're sinning too when we don't trust God and we don't believe that he's going to bring us out of a situation or we're not leaning on his word or when we read his word, we don't believe it. The Bible says it is impossible to please God. Okay. If we don't believe, if we don't believe and trust in him, it's impossible to please God without, I'm sorry, without faith. Right. It's impossible to please God without faith, but with faith come, comes belief and trusting in God is really mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say. And so inherently we're sinning against him without realizing it. And so that was so profound what you said about, again, what what are we saying and how are our actions matching up to that? Um, and so number one, we talked about lying. And again, we're talking about five different ways of deceiving. So number one is lying. Number two is misleading. So in second Corinthians chapter eight, verse 21, it says, for we are taking pains to do what is right. Not only in the eyes of the Lord, but also in the eyes of men. Okay. So the definition of misleading is giving the wrong idea or impression, giving the wrong idea or impression. So we are to always, and this plays into us having integrity and always doing right, even when no one is looking. We don't need to mislead people with wrong information or making them seem like we're someone that we're not or making it seem like, oh, we're we just big and bad. We're doing all this. You know, I'm doing this in my career. I'm making this amount of money. I mean, whatever it could be, you know, trying to prove yourself to people. Why are we trying to do that? We should be ultimately trying to, you know, trying to, I guess, prove ourselves to God, but really live for God. His opinion is the only one that matters we shouldn't be trying to do you know say all these things to other people okay so again it says for we are taking pains to do what is right not only in the eyes of the lord but also in the eyes of men so always do what's right yeah and i would add along with misleading i find it funny but i think sometimes especially i will say i mean it's for anybody but especially people in a position of of authority or power, whether you're a minister, you know, evangelist. I think sometimes struggle, people struggle with admitting that they don't know. And especially yes. when it comes to the word of God. And so they'll tell you this grand idea of what they think maybe a scripture is interpreted mean or or what God says, but like it may not be um, the truth, but it's just because they don't know it. They just don't aren't comfortable saying, I don't know. And so I just want to encourage y'all, if you don't know, just admit you don't know. Exactly. And the best the best thing you can always do is point to ask the Holy Spirit for guidance and clarification. That's the best thing you can tell someone because the Holy Spirit knows. Obviously, he you know inspired every word of God um, and even matters that I mean, the, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit will teach you all things. Mm-hmm. So if, the, if an individual is lacking in knowledge or understanding or whatever it is, guidance, you can always refer them to them to ask the Holy Spirit for guidance. Talk to God, get in prayer, get in the word fast if you need to. But it's okay to tell someone you don't know instead of giving false information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a good practical, that's good practical advice because we shouldn't be doing that even on the smallest of things. Don't yeah. get false information. Just tell somebody you don't know, or I'm not sure. Let me get back with you. Yeah. You know, we talked about that before, you know, when um when people try to run you ragged or get you to do things and you're like, 
you know what? Let me get back with you in a couple of days. You know, let me look at my schedule. It's the same type of thinking. It's like, let me get back with you. I don't know, but let me look this up or whatever it may be. And as it relates to the word of God, because we're not always going to know anything. We're not going to always know things. We Sometimes we have to really sit and research and, and read the scriptures and really give somebody a really good answer for what they're looking for and a question that they have. Yeah. All right. So number three is deception. So in, let's see, Ch- Psalms chapter 120, verse two, it says, deliver my soul or, O Lord, from a deceitful, a deceitful tongue. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from a deceitful tongue. So the definition of deception is the act of hiding the truth, especially to get an advantage. And so I think with this, we also have to know, like, as people of God, we don't need to take advantage of people. We don't need Mm -hmm. to take advantage of situations where we could get ahead because ultimately, and I don't know who I was talking to, but when you do what God has called you to do and you're obedient, you don't have to skip you don't have to skip steps. You don't have to cut corners. Like if you really are obedient to what God called you to do and to his word, you're being truthful. You're walking in obedience. You don't have to skip steps. God is going to take you where you need to be. And you may not even have to work as hard as the next person. So don't take advantage of people. Don't take advantage of situations where you feel like, well, Lord, you know, I'm going to just do so-and-so because I have, you know, this opportunity has presented itself and I'm going to just do it. But is it the right thing to do, though? And we talked about that on, um, was it the last episode? Everything may be lawful to do, but everything Mm -hmm. is not good for you to do. It's It's not profiting you anything. You know, so don't be, you know, don't be that type of person that just going to take advantage of anything. And you haven't even consulted God on it. You haven't even prayed about it. You haven't even, you know, just just done the things that you need to do to make sure you make the best possible decision. Mm-hmm. OK, and God knows. And I think that's why he put it. Um, I think David wrote in this psalm. Um, he oftentimes say, you know, creating me a clean heart, oh, Lord, um, renew a right spirit within me. Um He's saying in this psalm, deliver my soul, God, like, God, watch my deliver me from my deceitful tongue, because I can say some stuff, you know, that may be misleading or I can lie, you know, deliver me from that and 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 make me right in your eyes. I think he was doing it all throughout the whole book of Psalms, but especially in this in this verse, deliver me from that because people have have a lot of they have a lot of problems with it. Um, and then we got two more. So number four is inconsistency. Okay. Um, I think a lot of us deal with this on a daily basis, inconsistency. So Malachi chapter three, verse six says, for I am the Lord, I change not. So God is the same today, yesterday, today, and forevermore as the scripture says. So if he don't change, we don't need to change. We need to be consistent. My dad always told me, be a person of your word. If you tell somebody you're going to do something, Follow through with your word. I can't stand people. And I, <laughs> Jayla, I know you didn't deal with some folks. You'd be like, yeah, I'm going to pay you back on this day. Or yeah, girl, I'm going to meet you here on Saturday at two o'clock. They ain't, it's 2.05. They ain't nowhere to be found, y'all. And it's just like, can y'all be consistent with just the small things first? That just very, it frustrates me to no end. Now, now this some of y'all, especially Jazz. I'm going to call you back. I'm going to call okay, you back Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> 
Just say you don't know. I may call you. I'll just say I'm going to call now, you later. Later could include tomorrow. But that I'm going to call somebody. you back. I'm going to call you back later. Like, you do the same thing to me. But girl, we, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but yes, you're all right. You are right. I have to work on that. <laughs> if I say I'm going to call somebody back, I'm going to be like, hey, girl, I'm just call you back tomorrow. Something like that. Please. Because you know you ain't going to call me back. Anyways. <laughs> anyways. But inconsistency is a very real thing. We can apply it to almost anything mm-hmm. in our lives. Not just the spiritual stuff, but the natural as well. Um, The definition of inconsistency is illogical in thought or actions or not compatible with another fact or claims. Okay. So at the end of the day, God does not change. He is still the same guy, y'all. He's still saving. He's still delivering. He's still keeping his word. So we can trust in him. So people want to trust. People need to trust in us. You know, sometimes outside the church, we're the only God they're going to see on our jobs, in our homes, in grocery stores, um, in the mall, wherever we go. You know, when we're out of town, sometimes people like we're the only God that they're going to see ever. And so we need to be a representative of our father, Jesus Christ. And to know we have to be consistent. We have to be truthful. And we don't need to be misleading people with information or our actions and what we say. I add, um, this made me think about um, when we talked about who's in your circle. I think that was season one or two. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'll speak on my experience. I ain't gonna lie, y'all. At one point, I was like, okay, I got my righteous friends and I got my wretched friends. <laughs> and I was inconsistent in, in, in the sense that I was like, okay, with my wretched friends, I'm gonna turn up. I'm gonna have my fun. But with my righteous friends, like I know how to act, right? <laughs> And I had to realize like, no, and it really kind of, I started to change my mind about how I viewed it because when I started to try to be more consistent in, in who I was as a person. So for example, when I got around my wretched friends, if I was like, yeah, no, nah, um, you know, I don't feel like drinking. I'm not going to drink, you know, basically not giving in the peer pressure mm-hmm. in that moment. But Jayla, you know, oh my God, we love when you drink. You're so funny. Da-da. And I'm like, no, you know, and I really stood on that. I could see even Sometimes they would change and they would be like, you know what? I'm not going to drink this time either. Like I really had an impact on them. Had an impact. Or I, I you know, mm-hmm. they kind of inspired them or whatever you want to say. But they saw that I was being a light. And so I guess my light kind of spread and it was like, okay. So I had to realize being consistent in your character also can help to impact and influence other and in, others in a positive way. That's good. Um, Because like I said, I was like, okay, there's my righteous, there's my wretched. I know how I can act around both, you know, but, but knowing that God wants consistency, he wants to be in all facets of our life and you never know who's watching you. So you kind of want to, you want, you do, let me not say kind of, you do want to be consistent in your character. And also it helps, like Jazz said, for people to trust you, um, for people to rely, you know, they can rely on you, they can depend on Mm -hmm. you. Um, So, so it's just important to be, be consistent and in your walk through and through just yeah I and I have struggled with that sometimes with just inconsistency with in my walk waking up every day doing devotion praying um instead of rolling back over and going back to sleep or um taking time out to listen to my gospel music instead of R&B or there's been a lot of days where I just don't feel like doing what God has called me to do but as you grow and you mature in this walk with God you learn how to be consistent and God blesses you for that consistency because that leads to obedience and in the word, it says, you know, um, and it just left me. The obedient, basically obedient people will eat the good of the land, mm-hmm. basically. So you have to continue to be obedient and 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 be consistent in your walk. And then number five is guile, G-U-I-L-E, guile. And so this um, 
as we look at this term in Psalms chapter 32, verse two, it says, blessed, blessed is the man in whose spirit there is no guile. So this was a new term for me. And I don't know about our listeners out there, but the definition of a guile is crafty, sly, being good at deceiving people in a clever way. And I think ultimately that's what, as we go back to our main situation we talked about before with Carly Russell, I think that's what she did. She was being very crafty, very slick, as a lot of people say. She finessed us, y'all, in layman's terms. She really did. Mm-hmm. She finessed the the public in the public eye, a lot of people that were praying for her. And I want to say this, too, while this is on my heart and spirit. Y'all, I was laughing about this, but I was so serious when I was talking to Jayla about it. But if y'all truly said within your heart, we didn't waste a prayer on her, y'all, we got to do better. The Bible says that God hears all of our prayers. He hears us when we call out to him. So to think that that fell on deaf ears, don't believe that. That's a trick of the enemy. I know it's it's all fun and games with this type of situation because we know that she was she wasn't being truthful. But at the end of the day, your intent is going to be the Lord, the Lord is going to see your intent. And if it was positive mm-hmm. and if it was if you were trying to um you know, pray for her, not pray for her downfall. And it was very uplifting and and God knew your intentions. God is going to honor that. So use that, that, that mindset to continue to pray and ask earnestly for things, pray for other people and be sincere about it. If they end up lying to you or were deceptive about something, it's okay. Things happen, but God is going to honor your heart's posture when you you earnestly prayed on that other person's behalf, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So don't think that that has, you know, that's gone on deaf ears. God hears us when we pray. And that should be a moment of joyfulness and a moment of graciousness and thankfulness. God, you hear me when I pray. Like yeah. when I read that scripture, I got so much joy in my heart from knowing that God hears me when I pray, when I cry out to him, he hears me. He inclines the, the Bible said he inclines his ear to me. So that means he's intentional about what we're saying and what we're what we're praying about. So that really, I don't know, as you can tell, that really started me up. Yeah. But I'm like, y'all, like it was funny. It really was. But like God hears us, y'all. So don't say stuff like that. Also, realistically, it wasn't a waste of prayer because I don't know about anybody else, but I think most of us was praying that she came home safely. Well, guess exactly. what? She came home safely, <laughs> regardless exactly. of the the context or the situation surrounding it. She was alive. She was safe. Mm. So I feel, you know, my hands are washed. I did, I did what I was supposed to do. And I have continued to pray for her. I encourage y'all to continue to pray for her and her family. Because mm-hmm. clearly there are some things going on that we don't know. Um, even, you know, I, <laughs> my opinion, I don't think her parents knew, her loved ones knew what was going on. Maybe somebody did. But I don't think her parents initially knew what was going on. And so to now let's say that they did find out that their daughter was lying and they have, you know, I mean, they're, they're now having to cover her behind and protect their family. You know, they didn't ask for this. They didn't tell Carly to, as far as I think, I don't think they told Carly to do this. I think she did that on her own merit, her own choice. And so now they're having to deal with the aftermath of all this, the media, the death. I'm sure people are sending her death threats. And I think her boyfriend even spoke out. People are, are saying nasty things about her and, and calling her all types of names and what should be done to her, you know, crucifying her. Yes, we all make mistakes. Yes, there were a lot of things at play here. But at the at the end of the day, I genuinely play for, pray for her and her family's emotional and mental stability that God will guide them through this storm. This is whether she calls it on herself or not. It's a lot to deal with for yeah. anybody. 
Um, and again, I, I don't think any of the family wanted this. They didn't know this was going to happen, but it came to the front door and now they got to deal with it. So mm-hmm. I would encourage y'all to continue to pray for them, uplift them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we don't, we don't know what was going through Carly's mind. We don't know what she was going through, um, for her to make the choices she made, but mm-hmm. the Bible call, um, tells us to pray without ceasing. And so that's what I plan to do. I didn't feel it was a waste. Um, yeah, I know either. I know either. And we hope that, you know, what we've said today is an encouragement to you that despite what life throws at you, despite what people may do or say, if they lying, they deceiving, misleading you, continue to be the person that God has called you to be. And that's a person of truth. Again, going back to Proverbs, be a truthful witness. Uh, last thing that just hit my mind, make sure, because I know we have uh, probably a lot of young people listening. When you, and I know we always plug, look for a a good church home, make sure you are praying for discernment for the man or woman of God in which you are looking to be under. Mm -hmm. There are false prophets um, that exist. There are people not teaching God, God's word or not, you know, walking the walk that they should. Um, And so make sure you are praying for discernment and revelation and, and that the Holy Spirit leads you to a good shepherd, a good good church home or, you know, temporary place because there are false prophets. And I think nowadays people are kind of have a hodgepodge of ideologies that they're trying to streamline into church. Um, That's so true. And a lot of things that, that uh, I think Jesus will come in flipping tables if he heard. (laughs) Um, So be very mindful of wolves and sheep's clothing just just really pray and seek seek God when you are looking for a church home or like I said, a covering well, if you're in college or, you know, something like that, um, mm-hmm. because that is a part of lying and deception. And I think, unfortunately, throughout history, whether you look at slavery or um, cults, a lot of people have used religion um, inappropriately to lead people astray and even to death. So so be mindful of that. That's good. I'm glad you pointed that out. And then our last scripture is Psalms chapter 24, um, verses three through five. It says, who shall ascend the hill of the Lord and who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false and does not swear deceitfully. He will receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the from the God of his salvation. And so as we leave that last scripture with you all, um, remember to be who God is calling you to be, you know, in your walk, in your journey. Um, Know that you will receive an ultimate blessing when God says, you know, well done, my good and faithful servant, you know, enter in, you know, when he offers up, encourages you to come into heaven and invites you in. He knows that you've been pure hearted. He knows that um, you have clean hands in a sense. You've done everything you're supposed to do. And our righteousness is not determined by our works. It's determined by the blood of Jesus and and his sacrifice that he made for us. But that should make us want to do what's right. That should make us want to um, to not walk in deceit and to to keep our word and be people people of integrity. And like Jay said, being able to go to a church home and ask for discernment to know, ask God, am I supposed to be here? Am I supposed to serve here? Is this where you want me to be? Because he has greater works for all of us to be doing. And so as we mentioned, again, the five different ways of deceiving, lying, misleading, deception, inconsistency, and guile, 
we're going to have some of those things kind of mentioned in the show notes as well. We're also going to um, kind of plug in our source as to where we got this information from. And that's reviveourhearts.com. We're going to have all that stuff in our show notes so you can refer back to that. But God is seeking for us to be truthful witnesses and to be um, to be righteous in his eyes so we can begin to gain more disciples for the kingdom. And so with that being said, let's go into our song of the week or songs of the week. I do that every time. Um, my song of the week is Give Me a Clean Heart by Fred Hammond. Um, Fred Hammond is one of my favorite gospel artists, as I've said on here multiple times before. Um, Give Me a Clean Heart is actually a very, it's an older song, but it's beautiful. Um, it pretty much speaks to what I was saying earlier about, um, and I forgot what scripture it is in the book of Psalms, but David was crying out to the Lord and he said, God, you know, and David dealt with a lot of things, you know, he slept with, you know, different people and he killed people and he wasn't in our eyes. He wasn't righteous. You know what I mean? But God counted him as righteous in his eyes. He said, you know, I love, I love David. Um, and this is somebody that I'm going to anoint to be King. And so I love David in a sense that he wasn't somebody that was supposed to be where he was, but he always found a way to get back on his knees and say, God, help me. I need your help. And that's what Jayla was talking about earlier, being sincere and humble and saying, God, like I'm really struggling. Like, don't try to have this facade with God, have a real true relationship and say, Hey, God, I'm really dealing with this. Hey, I'm not, I don't know how to I don't know how to treat this type of situation. What do I do? And so um, that that song just talks about, you know, give me a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me, God. So that is my heart's desire. And I encourage everyone to read over that song and to listen to that song because that is my heart's desire. Lord, give me a clean heart so I don't have any malice in my heart. I don't want to do evil. I don't want, I want to be obedient to your word. I want to trust you. I want to believe in what you can do. And so, yeah, that's my song of the week. Amen. My song of the week is new and hot off the press. It is Speak That Thing by <laughs> Rod Parker. Rod is a anointed, energized man of God he is. at uh, my home church of Faith Chapel Christian Center. Um, I met him actually through uh, producer and songwriter uh, Chris Tanner, who's also a part of Faith Chapel. and He leads um, music ministry sometimes, um, plays the guitar. But anyway, Rod dropped this song and it's just about speaking what you want. We know that the Bible says life and death is in the power of the tongue. And it's a real fun, upbeat song. Uh, I added it to my Christian uh, workout playlist that I listen to. Um, really dope song. And honestly, like it's legit. Like it sounds like something I hear on the radio. I kid you not. It's really good. It is um, good. And yeah. I'm not just saying that. And that's why yeah. I made it my song of the week. So shout out to Rod Parker. Shout out to Chris Tanner. Um, the song is again by Rod, R-O-D Parker. It'll be in the show notes featuring Michael K. Moore and Chris Tanner. Fun, upbeat song. If you're looking for something to kind of bop to, you know what I'm saying? You don't want no slow and steady. You want a little fun, <laughs> razzle-dazzle. Um, yeah, so add that to your playlist. Speak that thing with the explanation point. Make sure you add the little explanation point. But yeah, Jazz, what's our church announcements? Yes, shout out to Rod Parker. I don't know him personally, but I went to school with his sister, Kelsey, and um, she was very, very nice. We, we were always good friends. Um, and shout out to Chris Tanner, y'all. He's an um, avid listener and avid supporter of the podcast. Shout out to him. Um, he's always asking me like, man, when when the next episode of the pod coming out? Like, when y'all doing what y'all doing next? <laughs> the last time I saw him. So he's very nice, y'all, and very much a man of God. So shout out to him and Rod. Um, again, for our church announcements, our small group, Iron Sharpens Iron, meets every Monday. Um, well, every other Monday. 
Now, for the summer at 7 p.m., our friend Ravenball is the host. Um, she takes us through very life-changing lessons, um, things, you know, just very helpful tips that we need to know as young Christians just walking this life out. Um, we always put the Zoom link. I do that every time. The meeting ID in the show notes. So if you ever want to join, please feel free to do it. She will let anybody into the, the Zoom room. So please get on there. Um, when school starts back, we'll probably do every Monday at 7 p.m. But right now it is every other Monday. Um, we also want to encourage you all. We did an episode called, um, what was it called? Therapy plus Jesus. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's why you have friends around you, honey. Therapy therapy plus Jesus, Jesus. plus therapy. Let me take that yeah. back. We put the Lord first. Jesus, Jesus plus therapy. Plus therapy. <laughs> yeah. So remember in that same vein, remember to seek counseling. Um, we talked about the Carly situation and what she may be going through. We don't know. Just pray for it, but also take audit, you know, and inventory of your own life. If you need to go to counseling, um, you know, I booked the, an appointment with my therapist and I'm starting to do that. So remember to see counseling um, therapy can be very, very beneficial. Mental wellness contributes to your overall health. And God wants us to be mentally strong as well. Second Timothy verse one through one and seven says, God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of love, power and of a sound mind. He wants mm -hmm. us to be sound in our mind and sound in our decision making. So we encourage y'all to be, you know, go seek a therapist and talk to somebody. Um, and also. We are praying for our kids and everyone else as they return back to school. We know this upcoming week, I think some private schools and some other schools are going back into session. I believe August 8th is um, a date that a lot of our Birmingham city schools are going back and maybe Jefferson County. I'm not sure, but we pray for all of our schools, all of our kids and all of our teachers. Lord, mm -hmm. bless our teachers as they go back and give them the zeal and the the strength to deal with everything that they're having to deal with. And we just pray that, that everybody is covered and protected. Amen. And with that being said, I'll go ahead and pray us out for today. And Father God, we just thank you. We we bless your holy name and we magnify you today for just giving us another opportunity to bring forth an episode that is timely. And we know that some someone will get something tangible for, from it. Lord God, we pray for our listeners right now. Everyone that is dealing with, you know, lies from the enemy or um, trying to make sure that their their um, lives match up with what they're saying and their worship matches up with their lifestyle. Lord God. Please continue to show us the ways that show us your ways, Lord God. Let us have new perspective, Lord God. Help us to walk in your truth. Help us to walk in your love, Lord God. Help us to be obedient to your word, Lord God, and not be deceptive to other people. Lord God, we also pray for people that are uh, searching for a church home right now in the name of Jesus. Help them to give them discernment. Let them have discernment in what church they're supposed to go to, what ministry they're supposed to serve and who they're supposed to serve under, Lord God. Give them that in the name of Jesus. We pray for all of our schools, our students that are going back to school and all of our teachers, Lord God. We cover them by the blood of Jesus, Lord God. Um, you know, every hair on our heads, Lord God, you're covering us even now, Lord God. And we thank you for this time. We thank you for your presence. And we just look forward to having a great week on this week, Lord God. Thank you in advance for the things that you're going to do in our lives. And we ask all these things in your son, Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Y'all already know what it is. We need y'all to be the flavor that the world needs. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram for all the latest updates and information about um, like small group, as Jazz mentioned uh, on Instagram at we the salt podcast. That'll be in the show notes and on Facebook, we the salt podcast. 
Uh, we love y'all. We are praying for y'all. And I hope y'all do the same for us. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace. Liking what you heard so far? Well, let us know what you think by leaving a comment or rating on Apple Podcasts or our Instagram page. Details are listed in the description box.